0: hey hey <laughs> what's going on friends?
1: we, we did it we went live right remember back in the day when you wouldn't use any apps and you just go straight on the yeah. platform and you would hope it would work when someone's joining and then it wouldn't work half the time you'd be like i'm just one more second like trying to be smiling patient those are good days
0: Please hold your call is very important to us as you're like scanning through, are we in the right place? Can you get on there? Why can't you get on there? Oh yeah, I remember. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hello, hello everyone. Happy hump day friends, get on in here oh man, this is going to be a really awesome conversation. Um, boy, oh boy. My friends, I know it's hump day. Uh, for a lot of you, it's the middle of the afternoon. My hope is that when you are done with this, you get that extra jolt, that extra that extra energy source, like a shot in the arm, no pun intended. We're not going there. Um, but like, a jolt that helps you finish out your day strong, and even better, starts your journey into shifting your headspace into seeing yourself as a leader, the one that you were that you were born to be. Um, so, without further ado, I see we got some people jumping on. Mr. Rob Sperry in the house, my friends. For uh, for those who doesn't know you, <laughs> everybody knows you. <laughs> You guys, uh, for those of you that maybe I haven't met yet, um, it's so wonderful to meet you. My name is Jen Cooper. Um, I have been in the network marketing profession for seven years. And for seven years, I have actually asked myself every stage of growth um, Am I really leading? You know, do I really deserve to be a leader? Because who says that? How do I know? Like, when do we know when that happens? and so I want you to know, as, as short of a time as I've been in network marketing, uh, and through all of the twists and turns that this glorious and beautiful business has to bring um lots of things learned uh, i'm so grateful for the entire journey and i hope that you can also learn to appreciate your leadership shifting journey um that believe it or not you are amidst in you are in in it right now um rob sperry does not need an introduction but holy but jesus you guys i have been, i followed rob for a long time um of course with Many of the industry greats, just like Rob, um, those are the types of people that you tune into and you take what they say and you take it to heart. Uh, Rob, when I'm describing you, I often say he is the extreme introvert, the man of few words, but when he speaks, boy, it lands. It lands every time we have a conversation or any time I've listened to you, I always have jotted down one-liner, like fire one-liners, and uh, I'm so grateful to you for that. I would love for you, not that you need an intro, but uh, I want you to share a little bit about yourself um, with my audience today, um, just so they can kind of get to know you, and uh, we'll get into some good conversation. How does that sound?
1: For sure. Well, you know, I always love your energy. You're just—it's always fun chatting with you, whether we're on a live, a podcast, a voice message. I just want to absorb that energy. It gets me going. I love it. It's exciting. Um, you're always finding the positive and different things, which is so important. We're all—we're gonna have bad days, good days, but we got to find that. And that goes to or goes with a little bit of my story. We typically just hear the highlight version. I'll share the highlight version. But understand on top of the highlight version, there were many, 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 many more failures. So when people talk about failing your way forward, I really truly believe I failed faster than most people. And that was one of my keys to success. Is we hear about you got to fail forward, but you know, most of the time we don't talk about fail failing faster. And I failed faster than most. I approached 250 people in my first three weeks in network marketing. This is when no, there was no voice messaging use. This is when there was no text messaging use. This is when, you know what I mean, everything was just straight, um, you know, reaching out to people, calling people, which you can still absolutely do, but that's what it was. And so, you know, with that said, as I was building this business, I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I. Um, I was super scared what everybody thought. Very common. Uh, The mother of all fears is the fear of judgment. And I finally, long story short, really just got started and and made the commitment that I was going to be a professional inviter. And just not presenter, not closer, not not even at follow-up yet. uh, I could only get that far. And so I really just did a really good job of getting people to look. That was it. Didn't know how to do anything else. I ended up hitting the top rank in that company uh, in 10 months became the number one recruiter out of a million distributors over the course of three years had a lot of blood sweat and tears in between then uh, I share the story my fifth month in the business I was working 80 hours a week made less than 400 for the month so I've seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows um and so it's it's fun yeah I'm coming up on I started in 2008 so coming up on 14 years here in about a week or so which is or a month just over a month so uh that'll be really cool so those are some of the highlights i've written now eight books podcast been listened to by 130 countries and um to give you more perspective my first book took almost eight years to write and in the last four years i've written seven other books and so i had to learn how to fill forward faster because I was just so worried what people thought and what if the book comes out and people don't like it right you know what if the second book comes out and people don't like it as much as the first and so there's we all have an ego there's a healthy ego and then obviously there's a negative ego of this perception that we have to be perfect that i had to constantly challenge and overcome and i still constantly challenge it and overcome and it's part of leadership and growth in the process right so again that's the highlight reel but many, 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 many more failures. I could tell you stories where old school days, non-social media, where I would drive 10 hours, show up to yeah. this meeting, and there was two or three people there when they told me there were going to be 100. And then I drove five more hours to the next location, and there was no one there. And I was there for two days and couldn't even afford to be there. So, uh, yes, seeing the lowest of lows as well.
0: Jeez. You know, I think that everybody really enjoyed – I saw when uh, when you said – to to become a professional inviter. I saw lots of responses to that um, because that doesn't sound intimidating. Like if we think about our job as simply a professional inviter, uh, rather than word vomiting all over people that we haven't even asked permission if they're open to what we have to share. Guys, what if we just looked at it so simply? Like, can you invite people? Can you invite them to take a look and kind of be disconnected from the response, or at least work really hard to be disconnected from the response? Like, Is that so scary? Yes or no in the comments. And by the way, you guys, if you haven't said hello yet, please say hello and make sure you share this out with your teams, especially people that are looking to really dial into their business, really develop additional leaders in their organizations. This is going to be useful for all of you. Rob, I got to ask you, when like when you think of the term, um, you know, becoming a leader, like what do do you think in your mind a leader is?
1: Yeah. So John Maxwell says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And I think we all have a level of some sort of influence, uh, different areas. Uh, Obviously, when we start out in network marketing. We can still be. Uh, some sort of leader. I think we just look as the word leader as like the big, like perfect leader. Right. And in reality, there's so many different variations of leadership. And this is a volunteer type business where typically in a job, you're a boss and you tell someone what to do and they got to do what you tell them to do. Otherwise they're fired or demoted in this business not only do they not have to do anything that you tell them many times they don't really love the person that's their so-called upline leader and don't really want to work with them. And so it's very, very tricky and unique. Um, The other sense, like I feel like people truly can see you so you can try to hide your weaknesses, Mm -hmm. but people know, I mean, this is a personal development business. They know if, You say you're going to be on time and you're not on time and you show up late or you don't show up for events or you know online zooms or trainings or you're not sponsoring and you're telling everyone else to sponsor like it's truly looking at the mirror and i remember when i first started i looked in the mirror right i'm talking just as a metaphor but i looked in the mirror and oh those weaknesses were blinding they were blinding Like they're looking at me, I'm like, oh, I'm so bad at presenting. I'm so bad at closing. I'm right at that time. I hadn't learned the association. of never used the words I am followed by a negative connotation, right? Or anything negative. But it was just, that's what I had in my mind. And it was just blinding. And so I just focused on getting a little bit better and better. So regardless of where you're at, stop saying that you're not a leader. Uh, You can be real with yourself and say maybe you're not a huge leader. Maybe you don't have huge influence yet. So we all have some sort of influence. I mean, if you talk to somebody brand new that's never done this before, you would have some sort of influence. So you're a version of a leader. Now the question is, is how do you become a better leader? How do you emerge and improve that leadership? And that's, that's a much, much, much more in depth.
0: Mm, yes. Actually, I would love to know from everybody tuning in when you think of a leader. You know, Rob has just shared with you kind of what his thoughts are. When you think of a leader, like think of someone that you would consider a leader in your eyes. What are they? What are they like? What makes them the leader that they are in your eyes? And I'm actually going to prove a point when I see some of the things come up in the comments because I know what we're going to see. And there's one thing that we're actually not going to see. And it's interesting because it's the one thing that I think most people tie their own definition of themselves as a leader. Well, if I'm not this, then I'm not a leader. So in any event, I'm going to prove a point. But, you know, when you said how do the question becomes now, how do you become a leader? something i've always thought when it comes to and i'm also a believer like john maxwell says that you know leaders leadership is simply influence nothing more nothing less i've always thought on a daily basis if we can make our actions match our words then we're one step closer to gaining the influence that we desire
1: yeah i am it's interesting you say that because i've seen different variations whether it's books or you know, different leaders. And I had an individual years ago that had an extremely high net worth, over a hundred million dollars. And he says to me, Rob, what is what do you feel like the most important thing is to be successful? And I think I listed all these things I thought were pretty good. I don't even remember what they were. And he says, No, no, no. And he said, It's this simple. You want to build self-esteem, you want to build self-image, you want to build an identity, you want to build confidence. And he said, You want to have true happiness. And, you know, with that will come wealth and success. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, this is all you need to do. Do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it and your life will change. That was it. He's like, I know it sounds so stupid, simple, and I know it sounds like common sense. He said, but he said, think about it. And I started, I've thought about that over the course of years, uh, the years. And I would say that, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, first off, because guilt, Uh, A lot of times these days, everyone talks about never feel guilty. And I disagree with that because without guilt, we don't know the difference between right and wrong. How do we become better? But when guilt turns to too much guilt, that turns to shame Mm -hmm. where it has a negative reaction where we feel like we're not worthy or good enough and we Mm -hmm. can't really focus on the the past and there's nothing we can truly do about the future. What we can do is focus on the present. So we learn from the past, borrow from the future vision, focus on the present. And so I thought about it, everything is a deposit or withdrawal. And so if you say you're going to wake up at 6am and you never wake up at 6am, maybe that's a really, really small withdrawal, not a huge deal. But over the course of time, you start having those dings, right? Think about a credit card and small withdrawal, small withdrawal, if you have enough of them, eventually you're overdrawn. And now it's like you go to the reserve account, and eventually, there's just nothing there. So don't be too hard on yourself. That's a small example. But everything, everything that you say you're going to do, if you do it, when you say you're going to do it, you'll start having deposits. And when you think about this, right, how, how is anyone supposed to trust you if you can't even trust yourself? Right. It's like painful. And you know me, I'm, I'm crazy. I have an insane amount of weaknesses. Just, just ask my wife. I'm like a lifelong project, I think, for, but we'll tell you this. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm not perfect, but I feel like I'm as good as anyone as you ever met. In the last 14 years, I haven't missed one day of personal development. In the last 14 years, I haven't missed an entire week of working out. I don't miss date night with my wife. In fact, it's a weekday, and we did it last night, and we'll probably have another one this week. And so my my main point is, is I knew that I wasn't naturally the most talented But I knew that if I could be consistent over the course of time, I would make enough deposits, even if they're really, really small and other people are more talented and their deposits were huge, that over the course of time, I could win and not comparing to others, just comparing to becoming the best version of me. And so now Jen knows, anyone knows if I say I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it. I trust myself. They trust me. I expect them to trust me because I know it's just done. It's going to happen to point of friends know if we do a contest, this is just based off of discipline. Their best case scenario is tying me it's impossible to beat me because I just won't miss like it's it's just not going to happen if I've committed. So that's how I win. I'm not again, the most talented or anything like that. I just try to win with just being consistent. That's all.
0: That is solid gold. And it's so the best part about it is that is achievable for every single person listening right now, even if they're not involved in our profession. Right. Everybody for everyone that is achievable, right? Keeping your promises that you make to yourself and just becoming somebody that you can trust, because (laughs) if we want other people to join us and to trust us, we have, it really does start with us. And, you know, friends, as I'm scrolling back at what you all believe is what is what a leader is, you authentic, someone you can relate to, um, being vulnerable and authentic, knowledgeable, confident, do the things um, that direct others when they are successful. I think I'm reading that right. Um, but... Everything you guys just said, not one of them was tied to the amount of dollars that they earn. Not one of those things was a rank, a title within an organization. And so I want you to take that to heart if you are just getting started or maybe you're plateaued or maybe you're you're riding high right now. Sometimes we tend to think we tie our capable capability of leading others to the rank that we are, or how much, you know, why would people want to join me? I haven't earned mm-hmm. X amount yet, but all those things you all just shared, not one of them had to do with a dollar. I just wanted to point that out. Rob, I wanted to ask you something when, cause you've been in here 14 years now, cause we talked about this in our texting yesterday, that yeah. sometimes it's a blurry line to know, okay, when do I know if I'm a leader? When does it happen? Or when, how will I know? Um, what will it feel like? And my, my question for you is when did you begin to consider yourself as a leader? Do you even remember? Yeah. I think
1: as soon as you start to have people looking to you for direction, that means that you've impact or influence. Now there's different levels of it. Of course, um, I think in the process, understand this, this will help you at the very beginning, you're more of the, the follower, which is basically in the leadership levels, you're in the learner stage. We're always in the learner stage. We don't ever abandon that stage. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in the stage of that's pretty much it, because all great leaders were once incredible followers and they had to learn, right? Part of the learning is feeling forward and taking action and Yeah, you're studying and doing personal development, all of that stuff. But as you progress, then you transition from a learner to the lifestyle phase. And this is where you become a leader of followers. Now, it may be a leader of two or three followers. It may be a leader of hundreds of followers. Um, You also have different variations. It could be maybe you're a leader of on a scale one to ten. You've got um, three different leaders that are seven. Maybe you got, you know, 30 that are a six and tons that are a five and below. So now the goal is, is inside of that lifestyle phase where you're a leader of followers, your goal is to improve that, improve some of the quality, improve some of your your emerging leaders and find those people and also develop Mm -hmm. those people. So at the beginning, if someone says, you know, Jen just started day one network marketing, Jen, like someone's like, who's your leader? And if someone in Jen's downline or on her team, they're probably not going to say her because when they think of who's the leader, they're going to say someone else. So I always say at the beginning, and I'm going to tell you the opposite later, at the beginning is become the face of your organization. Because if they're always saying someone above you and they're never saying you as the leader, you haven't yet quite had that impact or influence yet. So it's a challenge you want to take on. And I know it can be scary, but understand that all of you that just mentioned authentic, vulnerable, all these things, none of you said someone who's perfect. Every one of the leaders you look up to, you know, have some weaknesses. They Just do. They'll talk about them. They're vulnerable and authentic. I talk about them. I've already talked about them without even having the plan or intent to. So, then you transition after becoming the face of your organization. And now you want to create layers of depth of other people becoming the face. So let's say I was building a team and Jen's building a team, and the people on her team are like, Who's your leader? And they're like, Rob. She's like, Oh, well, you know, I got to become the face to be in the face. Well, eventually they say her, which is great. That means that I've hit another level of leadership because I have layers in between, where I'm no longer a leader of followers, which is the third phase we're transitioning into, I'm becoming a leader of leaders. And so in that phase right there, you know, as I create layers, the goal would be to keep driving more debt. So now, eventually, Jen's got Jill on her team, and and Jill's got people. And instead of them saying, who's their leader, they don't say Jen anymore. Eventually, they're like, Jill's our leader, right? And so it's, at the beginning it's learning then it's focusing on becoming the face of your organization because we got to live it breathe it Uh, that can be scary to a lot of you but understand you're going to have your strengths you're going to have your weaknesses that's totally okay Uh, the business is simple the systems are simple the best ones are always the most simple and then that third phase is we get to the legacy and leader leaders phase your ultimate goal is to become more insignificant and that is painful for a lot of people because it gets stuck where now right they get so much validation it becomes addicting and it's like you know they get it from doing everything for everyone and and again on other sides it's more of just they know they can do it better Mm -hmm. and it's like a baby learning how to walk you know you can pick up the baby and walk better holding the baby but the baby's never going to learn how to walk unless you allow it to crawl and fall and then walk and fall. And eventually it walks and then it, you know, does a little wobble, which is fun, fast walk. And then eventually it can walk on its own and sprint. Um, and you've created, you know, a leader. And so keeping that in mind, my mentors made over $30 million in network marketing. And back in the day when I was first building, we show up to convention and he's like, look, I measure my success off of yes. How many people are in the room, how many people do I have speaking this big event? He's like, I don't care if I speak or not. How many, how many leaders do I have? So he always had this becoming the leader of leaders. He's like, because if I want a true solid organization, he said, I don't want it to have to just always rely on me. And so that that was painful. I went through this process. I mean, I remember when I was going through a build years later and had these huge leaders and, were doing well but i could present way better than them i they were new to network marketing and i'd been in for four years and it was painful because i could do a presentation maybe a nine and they were a six but i kept helping them and helping them and helping them and helping them and eventually i was insignificant they didn't need me and when i did come it was every once in a while it was super special right it was awesome and it helped them and so that's just like a really, I mean, I talk I talk a lot in depth about it in my book, Your Rank Advancement Blueprint. Um, that book's actually longer than my first two books combined, which wasn't the goal. I don't have length goals in my books. Just create content and whatever comes out, comes out. But I think it's super important for all of you just to understand that, number one, don't be overwhelmed. Uh, two Stephen Covey says begin with the end in mind. And so hopefully I just gave you a vision all the way from the learner phase Right to the lifestyle phase, and there's different variations. It could be 100 to 200 dollars a month to, you know, 10, 30, 40, 50 thousand a month, and then eventually you start to transition to a leader of leaders phase where the goal is that insignificance, right? Mm-hmm. And you're really significant in a different way, though.
0: Totally different way, and a much more fulfilling way, I might add. There, there gets a point, and I remember. I remember actually feeling, by the way, guys, if the the book that his most recent read, if you haven't got it yet, definitely add it to your list, your rank advancement blueprint. um, Phenomenal read. I've actually enjoyed all of your all of your books. Um, They're so they're they're so cohesive, like they all come together. And I know that you do that on purpose. Um, But, you know, I've had those moments where I thought when I achieved certain things that that's when I would feel happy or that I had made it. And I'm telling you what, when you look left and right, and you've earned some of those things, and there's not a lot of others in your tribe right there with you, it's it's not worth it. It's completely unfulfilling. Um, and I can I can speak to that uh, personally. And I but I want to ask you, Rob. You mentioned. Um, becoming the face of your organization. Um, What are some things that people could do to kind of do that? Like what would be maybe some actionable things that they could do?
1: Yeah, for sure. So you start taking charge. You've got the things you plug everybody into, but, you know, and I want to utilize the system at the same time I want to merge as a leader. And so if it's always, everybody's plugging into everybody else's trainings and I don't have, any special trainings or maybe special sub side culture extra things so it doesn't take away from the system but you want to add your own flavor your own style your own personality you look at the best huge teams and there's little subcultures there's the main culture and then there's subcultures and the subculture doesn't have to be anything like extensive or huge but it could be you know your team loves doing random acts of kindness and so we would do that as a team and once a month We'd go blitz the world with random acts of kindness. Things as simple as, you know, go text out 50 people today that you haven't talked to in over a year and just be a good human being, right? Go pay for the person behind you and go to Starbucks or some drive through or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as you go, and so start doing simple things like that as you create a culture, my mastermind in Belize, um, the average person makes a dollar 60 there and the people that were working at this, um, resort that I just got back from on Sunday, they were making $3 an hour, which is actually a really solid job. They worked for three weeks and then they're gone from their families, their kids, their spouses, their partners, and then they're home for a week and they're really grateful for it. And so we got together and everybody uh, pitched in a hundred dollars for each one of their staff. I think there were like 36, 37 staff there. Um, Because again, that's part of trying to create whatever culture you want to create so it could be something fun you could do it could also be where well, you start like i said doing some trainings eventually as your team grows maybe you have 20 people on your team and you do a training for leaders like three your top three people and maybe you have them participate in it and you help them and you collaborate or you create simple accountability some of the things you'll try won't work some of the things maybe you're closer than you think, and you just got to fine tune and dial it in i mean i remember we were doing like three trainings, you know, a week. And then all of a sudden everyone's on them and then nobody's on them. So then we went to one and then all of a sudden we got this huge group again and we went back to to two and then it was 45 minutes. and we went back down to 30 minutes and then it was 20 minutes. Like you're always adapting, right? But my whole point is, is I get it. Some of you have imposter syndrome and you're just scared. You don't feel like you're worthy. Right. But look, we all have issues. You don't have to hide and pretend like you're perfect, honestly, if you just do what you say you're going to do and just show that you're consistent and that you're going to reach out to new people and constantly do simple things like that and plug in, that right there is more than 99% of people. That right there is showing some leadership.
0: Oh my God, you are so right. And you know, it's funny, Rob, there are, you know, people I'm sure people ask you all the time and they, and I get a lot of questions too. Um, you know, how do I, how do I become a better leader? And one of the first things that comes, it comes to mind and it kind of, it kind of ties in with everything you're saying is the taking initiative. Like I remember, you know, I love training sales. Like you guys that that know me know that I have a sales coaching business as well. I love, I love to train. I love to coach. Um, and, and, I remember when I first started doing it, it was just for a few people on my team that said, hey, Coop, do you know what to do when, you know, how do I become a better closer or how do I know what questions to ask or blah, blah, blah. And I and I would say, OK, let's have a Zoom and, you know, we'll chat about it, whatever. And then I started I used to open them up to my whole team. Hey, guys, Katie asked me about how to become a better closer. If you want to hop on, hop on. And it became one of those. Words started to spread, and at first, I didn't want to step on any toes. I was like, people outside in organizations would hear about it and say, "Hey, Coop, I don't know if this is only for your team, but I would really love to be a fly in the wall. I promise I won't say anything." And I was like, "Oh my God, of course!" Like, I started opening the door and giving like crazy to whoever would allow, whoever was uh, wanting and willing to to hear my message. Yeah. I didn't know who people were affiliated with. I just, I had an open door policy and I overanalyzed, well, who am I? Like, I'm not the leader here. I'm not this rank. I'm not, well, who am I? Like I, I'm building just like them. I haven't earned this right. So many people wait to be told what to do or asked to do something. I want to challenge you all Think about a way that you can give back and put it out there and invite as many people to participate, even if it's two, that's two people that could be impacted with what you have to share. And I, it became a thing. And then I started teaching on, okay, whoever gives away the most, just give it away. Help as many people as you can. Don't think about upline, downline, sideline. Think of it all as one blurred line, right? Right. And that's where that's where I think a lot of leaders are born is the ones that take initiative and ask yourselves the question, am I doing this with the right intention? Am I wanting to help people? Can this help people? What will help people the most? And whatever those answers are, that's that's the truth, no matter what anybody else says, (laughs) because, of course, I had people like, what is Jen Cooper training my team? I'm like, they came to me. I opened the door. I thought it would help you.
1: Yeah. And I think we overthink trying to be like the best trainers. And, you know, I wasn't, I was beyond awful on doing lives or any sort of trainings. Cause I just, I just felt so uncomfortable. I didn't want to show any emotion. I i just, I felt so uncomfortable. And what you can start training is, is, is anything that you're learning. It, you don't, you can be the expert or the reporter. You don't always have to be the expert. So it could be You do a whole training based on this training right here, and you can say, Jen said this, Rob said this, I learned this, this is my perspective. So many times we're not necessarily the expert yet. That's okay. You can still be the reporter and share with them what you learned and also what you're learning and what you're doing and the direction you're headed. And that will help you a lot. I love it.
0: How about one more idea, friends? That's solid advice right there that Rob just shared. What are you learning right now? I also want to ask you guys, if you could teach yourself anything five years ago, if you could teach to yourself, what would it be? Drop it in the comments because that right there is your next live video topic. That right there is your next short video. It's your next reel right? Teach to yourself five years ago because somebody else is today where you were five years ago. (laughs) What do you think, Rob? Any? I've got, I wrote down like four post-its. I like lined up post-its because my kid took my, I had a notepad, but my kid took it off and is drawing on it. So I have post-its. I wanted to ask you one more thing. What is the best thing that you've done to help develop other leaders within your organizations like anything like that could be simple for people to do to start empowering others
1: yeah so i would say this um if i were to like totally totally simplify everything i would say it's learn action 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 instead of learn 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 action and that doesn't take away from the learning the learning's important, but the way that we actually learn is by taking action. And so if you if I were someone and I want to I'm thinking this right now, I don't know if I have ever said this before. If I were to simplify everything, I would say, especially at the beginning, find time to do one hour of personal development every day. Mm-hmm. And if you really, really want to crush it, right, because you can do that in the nooks and grannies. It could be early morning, getting ready before bed, lunch. So it doesn't have to be an hour straight, but an hour every day, at the very least 30 minutes, uh, because especially as we're going through, whether it's burnout, maintaining, you know, uh, we've just kind of lost momentum, we've lost belief, or we're starting out, we need those outside different voices and coaches to really help us going. Then after that, if we are to really super simplify it, make five brand new invites um on, on, on average on a weekly basis your non-negotiable is not that your non-negotiable for your daily contacts is actually a weekly one so if i'm going to do five a day then i i look at it and i say okay right five times seven i'm gonna do you know all these contacts 35 contacts a week and so five just helps me as a baseline to achieve the weekly goal Mm -hmm. but this gives you some grace because I don't want you to feel like you stop because some days you fell in it, right? You're on fire. It's like Monday comes and I'm on fire. And so maybe you do 15 and you don't want to stop just because you were at the five and some days, you know, maybe you just got crazy busy and now you're like, well, crap, I already screwed up. I lost that goal. So if I were just to say, simplify it, go do an hour and go do five new invites, I firmly believe if you do do those two things, it's simplifying the learning and the most important activity. You're going to get better at inviting, follow up, closing. The law of averages says that you're going to eventually start to break ranks, which is going to create more self-esteem and confidence, which is going to create more credibility, Mm -hmm. which if you follow the same cycle of an hour and five, then you're going to increase right? Everything at a higher velocity if you put the same exact energy in over and over and over and over again. So that's, I don't know, maybe we'll do a training someday on that. I'm thinking it through as I'm saying it out loud. That's that's what I would do.
0: It's so good. It's like you always say, successful people just do the basics better. Yep. And that, I mean, was that rocket science, guys? <laughs> what he just shared, that is achievable, you have to believe that's achievable. Yes or no? Let us know because that's something that we can all do right now. We still got plenty of day and plenty of week remaining. And you know, on when when we were thinking about you know develop uh, developing um, more leadership skills, you know, when it comes to developing additional leaders, um, I just want to share something that. I'm a big fan of that. I also think is very simple for all of you guys that let me ask you, do you love helping people friends? Do you love being uh, somebody's sunshine in their day? Because I'll tell you one of the things I love to get obsessed with as a leader is recognizing greatness in people. Mm. Like I'm literally so in tuned to seeking out the greatness that like I could be, Like seeing past the psycho, I could be seeing past like anger or rage. Like, I'm so trained to, I've trained myself to see outstanding things in people within my organization all over, not just people direct to me. And you know what I do when I recognize it? I let them know immediately, immediately. The reason I stop what I'm doing and I do it immediately is because. If I'm like, oh, Charlotte, that was such a great post. Oh, that was so good. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to tell her that. I forget. I literally will forget with the next fight that I break up with my kids. I will forget. And so literally, instantly, I get in my inbox. I'm like, oh, my God, Charlotte. That was such an amazing post. I just want to tell you I loved your vulnerability. I loved the action you put behind it. I loved how it made me feel. Way to go, girlfriend. You're crushing it. That might be... When we start to empower people with things that they probably aren't hearing very often, yeah. let's be honest, you start to kind of, it's almost like fanning the flame, the little spark in that person that is a leader waiting to come out. Sometimes people just believe that they can do something because someone else thought they could first. Be that fan for people. Isn't that easy though? It's easy.
1: That's some people. I just they feel like they're not good enough. So how can they do that? And I just say, don't make yourself the issue. Why can't someone be better than you, right? You got a team and leaders to lean on. You got incredible company to lean on. You've got, um, you know, people that have uh, have different experiences. So if that's the case, don't make yourself the issue. And if you don't believe in yourself, believe in them. Stephen Covey says his definition of leadership is communicating to one their worth and potential so well they see it in themselves. So Mm -hmm. as simple as it sounds, start believing in other people, empower self, empower others. is a really simple way to explain this business.
0: Oh, so good. Oh, that was so good. You guys, did you enjoy this conversation? I hope you did. Rob, I, I love, I love your insight on so many things. Um, you are absolutely, um, a person that I admire, I really look up to, and I appreciate your time. I appreciate your thoughtfulness um, in everything that you share so selflessly for everybody. Um, you guys, I would love to. Dro- I would love for you to drop in the comments, what was your takeaway today? Um, what was your takeaway? What was the, the, there's usually one little nugget, like, oh God, I felt that. What was your favorite part? Please share it with us. And this is your last opportunity while we're live. Guys, go ahead and share this with your people. Everybody needs to feel a little of this today. Am I right? Make sure you share it out. And Rob, I look forward to our next time together. It's always so much fun.
1: Thanks so much, friend. I always love doing lives and trainings with you. And thanks so much, everyone else, for tuning in as well. And go take some action in your business. Find one thing from this training that you're going to apply to make it happen.
0: Yes. Go find that one thing, friends. We believe in you. Have an amazing day, everyone. See ya.